Vincent Vidrialis is a Bay Area native who graduated from San Lorenzo High School and also Hill Technical School. He is currently a project manager for Netronics and has lived in the Brentwood area with his beautiful wife Olga since 2003. They have been together for almost 20 years. Actually, it'll be 20 years this May. Vincent began his philanthropic journey at Golden Hills Church where he led a Discovery Bible series for three years. He and his wife actually went to Haiti with Golden Hills Church and helped build a foundation for a vocational center there. His advocating to help the homeless derived from his own personal story. His dad was once homeless, living on the streets of Oakland in the Lake Merritt area. He was an alcoholic for three years before he turned his life around and was able to do that with the help of a local church through an addiction program where they were able to get him detoxed, clothing, shelter, and eventually housing. The last decade of Vincent's dad's life, John, he was able to spend it with his family who reconnected with him as a direct result of the help he received. Let's welcome Vincent Vidrialis. Hello, Vincent. Good to see you. Thanks for having me on. Great to see you. Thanks for taking time out of your day to ch chat with us. We are so excited. First of all, you allowed us to share your story of uh, the share the share community and specifically the Oasis Project in the magazine. This issue, the December issue which is hitting the streets now and already online um, on our website. And it's a fantastic article. I learned so much. So I just wanted to uh, highlight and go into some of the things you talk about in the article and then um, dig a little deeper. So that's why we're here. And I happen to already know you. That's you right. sent me the email about this SHARE project and I was so excited. And then um, I've known Olga for years, your wife, her, her and I were in Rotary and then you and I went to the same high school. That's right. <laughs> I, we're no longer called the Rebels, but I think we're the Grizzlies now. But Are we? Okay, I yeah. I know they had to change that. But right. uh, all for the best, I guess. That's and right. yeah. uh, still San Lorenzo, you know. So we'll always be Rebels at heart to some degree, right? <laughs> and there's also another connection where you live three houses down from where I grew up. Yes. I so, know. Same road. Isn't that strange? Isn't that it? is a coincidence, right? <laughs> that is unbelievable. And here we are out in Brentwood for so many years. So let's talk about the share community. This is a nonprofit. You are a founder with Rika. Tell us a little bit about this uh, this nonprofit. Yeah. So share community. Uh, we launched it. I'm sorry. We founded it in latter part of 2019, and <clears throat> we actually launched it. July 7th of this year. And so we're about five months old. You know, it's been kind of a whirlwind. You know, both Rika and I have full-time jobs. So this is a advocation and something we're very passionate about. And Share Community stands for sharing hope, abundance, resources, and encouragement to our community. And we also mm -hmm. like to, we are, we wanna collaborate with other like-minded organizations that are doing similar work that we are. So we can try to unite some of the resources and try to, uh, <clears throat> you know, gain on that and, you know, help our, the, the local community. Yeah, there's a lot of need out there, you know. Yes, absolutely. So it's you and Arika Davis-Sheard 
That's who we, we interviewed for the article and who has been working with you uh, together, founded this organization. Tell me how you two met. Yeah, that's a great story. Uh, you know, <clears throat> Rick and I have both been down in the field, we call it the field, or down by the river, by, by the water in Antioch for many years. You know, I kept running to this young lady over and over again. And I, after a while, was, we, were in the, we realized we were in the same lane, serving the same people, you know, going the same direction, right? And we bump into each other and say, hey, what are you doing today, right? And uh, we're collaborating on some stuff. And finally, after a couple of years, probably we decided to have a sit down. Go, you know what, I'm gonna bring my ideas, you know, cause we knew that what we were doing was good, but it wasn't good enough. I mean, we're, you know, we're just barely scratching the surface and we knew we had to do more. Um, <clears throat> so we ended up having a, a sit down and I brought my all my ideas and she brought her ideas and I and I kind of showed her my ideas. She goes, mm, that's pretty good. And then she showed me her ideas. I was like blown away for <laughs> our community. And what was really neat is that her ideas already incorporated my ideas. So she has a really great idea and a great idea is a, a collaboration of a bunch of really good ideas. So I think shared community is a great idea. You know, there's a lot of need out there. And uh, <clears throat> once we, once I saw her, her uh, vision and it was pretty much lined up with my eyes, like, okay, let's do this. We're all in. And at that point, um, you know, you know, we actually, at that point, we started doing surveys, right? Down, we've been serving this area for quite a while and go, hey, we're doing good. What else can we ha help you with, right? And at that time, you know, a reoccurring theme kept coming up. It's like, man, it'd be nice to have a shower once in a while. And I, you know, sat down with one of my friends and I asked him, so um, when, how often do you take a shower? He goes, well, as often as I can. Okay, when's the last time you had a shower? Oh, it's probably about, about two months now. And realized, wow, this is a need that's prevalent. It became very... We became very aware that this is something that needed to happen. And that was the beginning of last summer. So it's been over a year and a half where we started bubbling this up. And with Rika, with her relationship with White Pony Express, um, <clears throat> we had realized that they had a shower unit they were going to deploy with another nonprofit probably about two years ago, two and a half years ago. And this unit's been sitting in their parking lot for two and a half years. So we started you know, having communications with them and, um, earlier this year, we ended up purchasing that shower unit, which is uh, a really nice shower. And if you, I'm not sure if anybody's seen it, but it's incredible. It's like the Sheraton, the Mercedes-Benz of shower units, really nice. And it's the only ADA, true ADA compliant mobile shower unit in the state of California. So it has a ramp, wheelchair ride into, slide onto the chair. So it's really incredible. So that's one of the lanes that we have um, and we could probably get into the other lanes as we move forward. Gotcha. Wow. Okay. So, and the two of you were, so the two of you were out helping the homeless out here in East, you know, East Contra Costa County, uh, talking with them and then realized you're both kind of doing the same thing. Let's collaborate. Tell me why, what motivated you to even start doing that, <clears throat> helping on, out there on your own? T tell me about that. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> you know, for Rick and I, it's very personal because we both have family members that have been or are currently homeless. Um, and I think that's a dynamic shift that I think our culture needs that um, realizing that uh, these people are, you know, they're invisible out there, but they're somebody's family member, right? And they're from our community. You know, we think that they 
been imported from, well, I don't know, some other state. No, the 2019 point in time uh, census uh, recorded that over about 83% of the people, the unhoused in that community are from that community. So if that is the case, then these are, you know, sons and daughters and mothers and fathers, uncles and aunts, you know, brothers and sisters of your neighbor, right? So it kind of changes the perspective. So then it becomes a, okay, you know, that then it kind of makes it more personal for me, you know, um, you know, my father you know, growing up, um, and we can get into, you know, the details later, but my father was homeless for, I know in the intro it said three years or, you know, but it was probably a decade. Okay. You know, there was a time where I didn't see my father for about three years, you know. I um, mean, he had become homeless uh, at Lake Merritt for over three years. And what was interesting was um, <clears throat> somebody every week, every week, go, hey, John, you ready yet? And for three, three years, over three years, he goes, nah, I ain't ready. And one day he said he was ready. So when he was ready, there was a program for him to get in there. Um, and it was interesting that at that point, I had lost connection with my dad. I think it was like an Easter, some holiday that I got a call. I was at my mom's house and there was this man on the other side of the line that I did not recognize. And it was my dad. Wow. So we ended up connecting and it was a man I didn't recognize before because you think of all the domino effects in one's life that gets to the point where you're an upstanding member to the point where you're living in, a, in the bushes in a lake, right? Or whatever. Wow. Um, so I just seen, I, I feel very fortunate that I've seen the miracle happen. I've seen somebody at their worst and then see somebody become an incredible man, right? And I have this person come back into my life. I felt my, I feel myself, like I said, very fortunate that I had that experience because that's not the case. A lot of cases, you yeah. know, um, it's pretty rare, but for me, that's why I'm out there. I've been out there for years. I don't self-promote or anything like that. Uh, that's not our way, but we think it's time to kind of bring this to the forefront. There was a time in our community where we could ignore this. I don't think we could ignore it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Right? It, it, the tipping point is beyond that. So, yeah, like I said, it's personal. So that's kind of the thumbnail sketch of what I'm about, why I do what I do. Wow, wow. Well, thanks for sharing that. That, um, Yeah, that is so personal and hits home. And like you said, you've been doing it for years on your own and just out of the kindness of your heart. And I love that now the community is also, uh, you know, pouring out to help what you're, what you and Rika have have started. And you, now this, the Oasis project, that specific mobile unit. Tell me about the specifics of that. It go, it's there. How often is it? Where is it at? And how often is it there? And for how long? Right, right. So right now we have a the Oasis project is every Tuesday, every Tuesday. Uh, from 10 to whatever whatever time. Uh, yesterday, I think we landed at four. Um, and basically, an oasis is like, uh, just an oasis, a, a safe place where somebody can come in from that harsh urban environment and just feel safe, get loved on, get some new underwear, new clothes, get a nice hot shower, get some bills, get a little food. And just be loved on. And we don't put any strings, no strings attached. This over-the-top kindness, which is so rare in this world at this point, yeah. especially to our odd house friends. You know, I hear it all the time. Bunch of losers, drug addict. Uh, there's no hope for that guy. I beg to differ. I've seen 
the miracle happened, right? So we just try to provide them some with some dignity, right? Um, <clears throat> and that's really important to us. You know, anybody that comes in, that they're going to be treated with some incredible kindness that and they don't get anywhere else. And it's all about building relationships. You know, you had talked about, um, yeah, I've been out there for years. So is Rico, but we've been doing this on Saturdays. Who's that guy? Ouch. Um, <laughs> every Saturday for years, we've been, you know, having a picnic style, you know, outreach. And we, you know, we, we feed the body. We also try to feed spiritually, feed the soul with the message of hope, right? Just to keep them going and stuff like that. But it's all about relationships. You know, we've been down in that community, the homeless community for, like I said, quite a while. And it takes a long time to get their trust. They don't trust anybody. And that's because they've been beat on. I mean, verbally or whatever, you know, they're they're the outcasts. They're the invisible. You walk right by them. I'm guilty as the next, right? But these, like, again, <laughs> these are somebody's mother. I mean, mother, father, sons and daughters, right? So that's what we do. We just It's an oasis from the harsh urban environment, just to love on them and give them the dignity they deserve. Wow. Wow. So what have you witnessed since since opening and doing the and having it up, you know, open to the public like that? What have you witnessed? Right. Well, it's interesting because you always vision, oh, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. I'll tell you, every week is another experience. You know, uh, we've had I'll use her name because it's well known now. But Karen, Karen was she'd been living in her car for the last nine, ten months, and she had she started um, <clears throat> lining up her interviews right after her showers. And about two months ago, she'd been gainfully employed for the last two months, so she's taking that next step up. And that's what we really want to do is try to take that next step up, help them provide the next step. We work with the county services like Core. Um, and, you know, try to get them housing if they need housing. Um, you know, if there's some physical ailments or, you know, there's some mental illness out there, oh, all the above, right? It's all the above. Um, you know, two weeks, two weeks ago, a gentleman came into our oasis and he was raging. I mean, he was cussing me out about trying to pick a fight with me. And, you know, it's like, okay, hey, hey, brother, it's all good. You know, hey, maybe today's not your day. You know, come back. We love you. Come back. He showed up yesterday. I was shocked. He had a different persona about him. He's like, okay, a little bit more humble. And he waited like an hour and a half for a shower. He finally got his shower, and he came out of that shower. I started talking to him, and I cannot believe how articulate he was. Wow. How he was. And it's like, here I am. I have already judged him. Thinking, yeah. this, well, this guy's just beyond hope, right? I mean, there's nobody's beyond hope, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, but all of a sudden, I was talking to Rika after it. Did you? And I'm not going to speak his name, but it's like, did you? Did you? Talk, uh, I can't believe you know. And those are the little things that are happening where we're at. You know, we're there. I can speak to other, uh, I mean, other instances where you know we're helping them take that next step, even if it's just a basic shower. I mean, everything we take for granted, right? How about you? If I go two days without a shower, I'm itchy and scratchy, right? Try to go to mom two months and, and I come home to my beautiful home, my beautiful wife, and you know, we put on the fire, we sit there with the dog, you know. And I had to realize, man, it sure is cold out there. So yeah. Could you imagine? So, you know, the oasis is just a little a safe place where once a week uh, they can come on over. But for us at Share Community, it's all about consistency. 
It's all about relationship, but the consistency, if we put our name on it, it's going to happen. There's wow. too many, you know, it's, there's a lot of talk out there, but we are bound to determine every Tuesday, you know, at 10 o'clock, we're opening that gate. And now we're getting a pretty good line. We have a full boat. Now we have a, a wait list, right? And no matter if they get a shower or not, um, we will give them hygiene bag or some pro something for them to take with them, right? So they know they're they're loved on, know that they are loved. And hey, we can't get you a shower today, but you come next week at 10 o'clock, guarantee you a shower. So we're just, just trying to fill in the gaps, man, you know? Yeah, yes, absolutely. And that's big. Like you said in the article, it's, you, uh, unlocking the opportunities that come with being clean. I mean, that's mm -hmm. something that uh, a lot of, you know, we just take for granted. And it's in the fact that the homeless want to be clean. Let's give them that, you know, I mean, um, um, it, it's, it, I, of course, I can't imagine. And, and during the holidays, it's, you know, even it can be even more difficult um, for on, on anybody, let alone being in those that position. But like you shared with your dad, there is help out there. There's wonderful people like you. There's other organizations you're teaming up with to provide. A, I, even in the article, you talk about um, the haircuts. That that's awesome. That they're giving haircuts, and and even that alone is is something big and um, makes a difference. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to the Rotary groups of Brentwood and Oakley. They've been help, tremendously helpful. Uh, uh, Octavio is helping us with some haircuts. We're also working with the beauty college that we can get some consistent haircuts every week. It's like every other week, right? Uh, those little things like that. I mean, uh, <clears throat> and to help out, uh, kind of lost my train of thought, but. Um, no worries. No, um, I, my next question is, where are you getting your funding from and how can people help? Sure, uh, right now um, we are just, reaching out to anybody, any organization that can help out. Um, we did get a, you know, a local church gave us some money to help out. A Lava May, uh, which is a great organization out of San Francisco, has helped us with uh, a grant. Um, but most of it's just word of mouth, people like you and me that, you know, you know I wanna help, you know, and you can help in multiple ways. Uh, you can go to thesharecommunity.com. Again, thesharecommunity.com. And each one of our lanes, uh, you can <clears throat> go onto the Amazon wish list, purchase some items for us, or you can donate cash, which is always helpful, right? Um, <clears throat> and there's also volunteer uh, opportunities. And just while I'm here, because I forgot to mention that we have multiple lanes, right? The Oasis Project is our mobile shower unit, which is one of our lanes. Uh, we also have Adopt-A-Block. So Rick is very involved with Adopt a Block, which she's been out there for a couple of years now, where they've adopted an entire block in Antioch. Uh, probably say the worst block in Antioch. And every week, every Saturday morning, they're out there picking up trash. And wow. the question came up. Uh, and one year they, they picked up over 5,000 gallons of trash. And you figure, well, a lot of people go, how can there be that much trash? Well, this particular area, people come in and out, they get what they need and they go and they just don't care, right? Yeah. So they're there, but it's all about building relationships with the, the neighbors, with our neighbors, right? Building relationship with people to help them out, man. There's, it's, I don't know, I think with this pandemic, we can quickly see how the level, 
the playing field can get level, right? We think we're all that, man. We got all this stuff, but yeah. <laughs> and you know, you could be right there. So have a little compassion. I think that might be the biggest thing. I mean, the donations are nice and trust me, we'll, we'll take it. Now we, we need a truck, <laughs> by the way, but just. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. but I think that the, a dynamic shift in the perception of how we see our how are unhoused, right? Or homeless or unhoused. Um, <clears throat> you know, there's somebody's family member, right? I mean, here's the holiday compassion. You know, have some compassion, right? It could be you. It could be a family member. It could be someone from high school you you saw go. Oh, who's yeah. That? You know, then it becomes real. You know, and that's, you know, I share my story, uh, and I put myself out here. And I try to be real because what we're dealing with is real. We're dealing with real people with real issues. But who doesn't have real issues? We all have issues. Just some are deeper than others. We all are on this journey in life. And it's like, you know, we like to we like the high points, but you know what? Who hasn't had those deep, tough times? You know, it's like I guarantee you, probably most of us haven't dealt with the the deep rock bottom, you know, sense of shame and guilt and all this being lost as our typical unhoused person is. So please just have a little compassion. Oh, so, so well said. Absolutely. Thank you. I mean, we should have compassion. Uh, I mean, this is this is our giving back issue. We want to, uh, we, we want to highlight the people that give back, but it's, it's something that is good for us to do and for our own selfish reasons as Absolutely. well, right? And um, and uh, all, all year long, there's a need, but the need is just continues to get bigger and bigger. And, and like you said, we can't ignore it. And we talk about Rika's personal story a little bit in the, in the article as well. Um, there are reasons to go to the article and read it because there's some really great key information in here. And, um, uh, and and you've been getting, speaking of articles, you've been getting some, the SHARE community has been getting some great um, exposure. Uh, Olga told me you guys were on the news and yeah, specifically a gal from Antioch interviewed you. Tell, tell me about that. Yeah, she came, uh, she was from Antioch and she had heard about us. So she, again, it's skin in the game. It's her own community. She's going, man, you guys are doing it, you know. The problem is East Contra Costa, at this point in the game, there are no services. Yeah. I mean, I always hear, oh, you can't help until they're ready. It's like, well, yeah, I get that. But when they're ready, we're not. We're not yeah. ready. There's no drop yeah. You know, if someone wants to get clean and sober, oh, we got a bed in three weeks. I guarantee you, if you're jonesing, you ain't going to wait three weeks. You're going to be gone. Yeah. Again, right? Or whatever the case, housing, it's a month away. And it's one of those things where, we're just trying to fill in the gaps. And as far as Rika, yeah, you know, that was her story is, you know, she's driving around, you know, oh, poor, poor lady, poor lady's like, hey, wait, what? Wait, wait, that looks like my sister. Oh my goodness, that's my sister. Yeah. So it's, it's the what if, right? What if you recognize that person? What if, oh, wait a second, that's, that can't be, that's my brother, my sister, my, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. That changes the whole dynamics, right? And then when it's your Absolutely. family, then it just go, you know, I gotta try at least. Yeah. And and to me, I you I always wonder what's their story? You know, like what 
led wow. them down this path and um and how you know how can we build them back up because it's it's you know it's it's a big mystery definitely of 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 you know everybody's different as far as their story goes but how we go about because everybody's an individual and everybody has individual needs so you can't just you know there's not one there's not one solution but if there's multiple solutions then hopefully they'll find a fit and like you said when they're ready like your dad somebody asked him all the time and then when he and then there was a point where he was like yeah i'm ready and i i've seen it i work in the nonprofit realm i'm on the east contra costa county um uh, uh, the Economic Opportunity Council and, and specifically working with nonprofits throughout the whole county, East County, like you said, we don't have a lot of resources out here. Um, everybody has to go other places. I think Concord was the closest shower that they had to go to. And, um, and I know St. Vincent de Paul does a great job in Loaves and Fishes and White Pony Express as far as food goes. But um, I think um, somebody said to me that Sometimes people don't want to go inside of those places and, and sit with other with homeless people, believe it or not, even if they are homeless or they're, you know, um, or they're just hungry. And um, now I know loaves and fishes are doing some now with COVID. Everybody's doing a lot of to go and whatnot. But the need has just become even greater and greater. And um, yeah, so I don't know if you want to speak to that. No, uh, you know, I mean, Concord is the closest shelter. Yeah. Uh, that maybe someone get a shower. I don't even know what the COVID situation at this point, but but you got to be pretty sturdy. I mean, pretty hardy. You got to be most likely you're a man that's going to go in there. A woman with a child that's living out in a car, they're not going there. I've, told, I've been told that directly. Hey man, well we can. I can meet you over the. Well, I ain't going in there. You're crazy. So if it's yeah, there's one there, but only maybe half the people will go there, right? So there, like you said, there are no services out here. I mean. There's some, we're trying, it's just, it's not happening. So like I said, we're filling in the gaps. So we're reaching out to any and all individuals and organizations, people that want to help and take a look our way. We we're boots on the ground. We've been out there for years and we're just now bubbling up this opportunity, you know, be able to share our abundance. Think about our abundance. We have so much, I'm giving stuff away all the time, right? So our resources, even encouragement to these people. And you had mentioned talking, they'll talk to you. They'll talk to you for hours. <laughs> And story, we were talking about, I can't relay this one story. This lady, she's probably probably in the 70s. She's out there, right? And she's telling us these stories. We're just, our jaws are dropping. And some other time I'll talk to you, but, but it's like, we're just like, yeah. we're laughing. Go, man, we got to have stories from the streets or something. Where yeah, about yeah. It. It's just incredible. And then you build a relationship and these people are good people, man. They're just having a tough time, right? Well, I... I absolutely love your heart. I appreciate what you and Rika are doing. I know the community does. Uh, the staff here at 110 Magazine, when they got a chance to be a part of your article, they are so um, impressed, but but um, saddened at what's you know what what the reality is. But um, thankful that it, because there's so much abundance of what we can do versus only thinking about what we can't do and 
And that's what you guys, that's what you two did. You two collaborated both out there doing your own thing. And then you collaborated and bam, you know, it's, it's like you were able to do so much more together. And I know um, right now is, is a lot of tough times for a lot of people during COVID. But if uh, anybody wants, now they know how to get in touch with you guys, how to find you guys, if they want to help, if, um, if there's something in there that um, they can, uh, uh, you know, help with, or if there's somebody that they want to let them know, hey, this is where you go. And because word, I'm sure word is getting out there. And I, I, I just, I know that um, you're, you're going to need more showers, though. I mean, that's the bottom line. Yeah, we don't know where this is going. I mean, we have a, we think we know where we're going. And we're planning on according, you know, accordingly, and we can get into that some other interview. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, we, we need, we can only grow as fast as the generosity of our community, right? So we are reaching out. I mean, we're just a couple people and some volunteers trying to make a difference in our world, right? And I think, like we said earlier, it was, a, you know, an issue that we could ignore, but you can see it all over. You're in Brentwood now. It's starting to, you can kind of see it. And it's like, it's so easy to push, sweep it under the, the rug. It's like, you know, those homeless people, let's build a wall. It's like, man, really? Come on now. We could we got to be better than this, right? Mm, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Vince. I mean, this was just a pleasure to have you. And um, I hope there's lots of people listening and uh, reading the magazine. Go to the website, check it out. And I just want to say that... Um, that it is our pleasure to share stories like this. This is what we. This is why we do it. Is for these type of stories. This is our giving back issue. We have a couple other nonprofits that we highlight. Uh, so take a look at the website and uh, follow us on social media and join us every Wednesday for talking with Trisha. Everybody, happy reading and happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Mm -hmm.